This episode is brought to you by Houston Lucky of Keller Williams Realty. If you're looking for that dream home or that dream piece of property here in the beautiful state of Alabama, email him at HoustonLucky at KW.com for the rest of his contact info. And also, what's family if they don't believe in you? So thanks to Cantley Pittman, my brother, for sponsoring us. And last but not least, thank you to the Frosty Mug, a local staple, a local legend. Some of the best burgers, fries, and onion rings, and milkshakes around. Go check them out. Enjoy a view of the Warrior River. Enjoy their food. And most of all, keep supporting local businesses. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you for believing in us. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. We hope you all enjoy. Welcome back to Pass the Jar. I'm your host, Drake Pittman. I'm your co-host, Shane Murray. This episode, we promised y'all we would never really get too political on here, but we're getting political today. Call us the backtrack boys. Yeah. I'm, I guess we are kind of like politicians in ways. Oh, now that's a low blow. <laughs> we'll circle back like a shout out to Jen Psaki. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, our guest today, he is the mayor of Oakman. Shout out to South Go Cats. County. Absolutely. Go Cats. But this is Mayor... Corey Franks, he's got some other things going on, and that's why he's here today. I got to know Corey back at Days Gap Fest of 2019. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2019, and we got some mutual friends, and I was just like, you know what? He's got a new venture we're going to talk about today. Let's get him in here. So, Corey, welcome to Pass the Jar, man. What's up, man? It's good to be here. I'm glad you're here. Uh I always wanted you on because I've always wanted a police officer yeah. on here, yeah. and I've got multiple friends in law enforcement, yeah. but I was like, when I saw what you were doing now, I was like, you know what? We can just talk about all of it today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got a jack of all trades in the room with us today. Yeah, a lot going on, man. A lot going on. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you grew up, and how you got to Mayor of Oakman, and like I said, we'll go into the new venture here in a little bit. So, man, I've, I've been in Oakman my whole life, uh, born and raised, went to school there, graduated in 2004, uh, shortly after went to, uh, you know, Belmont State and did some time in Wallace State and studying criminal justice and, uh, you know, just had a little break there and still, I was very young, still trying to figure out what I want to do in life um, and uh, got, I got led over to law enforcement uh, by then Chief Connie Rowe, she's now Representative Rowe, uh, she hired me in law enforcement. Uh, absolutely changed my life, man. Uh, and ever since then, I've I've kind of committed myself to service uh, of of just the entire community of Walker County, pretty much. Yeah. What made you decide to run for mayor after all that? Like yeah. you're currently mayor of Oakland, you're serving your second term. Yes, yeah, my second yeah. term. My second term is mayor. So uh, I was about five years in in law enforcement, uh, and everybody has their own reason as to why they get into law enforcement. Uh, for me. Uh, I never got the satisfaction out of taking people to jail. Uh, we get to deal with the people who are at the lowest point of their lives a lot of times. Um, and, and I, I don't really, I have never really talked about the things that I've, that I've done on the job because I don't want any type of, uh, approval or any kudos for the things that I do, but that's the satisfaction and the way that I get it. So, uh, we, of, of course we have a lot of people who are on drugs or homeless or just, you know, in a rough patch of their life. And so 
sometimes we have to come across those people and sometimes we have to take those people to jail. But before we get them there and for me, before I get these people to jail, it was my, my opportunity to try to understand how they got to where they are in their life. And man, when you, when you have that conversation and you get to know and understand what someone's going through and, uh, and asking someone after you have that conversation and, and letting that person know that you genuinely concerned and care about them as a person and asking that person, you know, man, do you mind if I say a prayer with you while you're in the back of my patrol car or, you know, you you come across somebody homeless and you go buy them a room. Uh, You don't do those things for any type of gratification from the public because I've never talked about it or post about those things, but that in itself is what I got my enjoyment and my fulfillment from this career that I'm in. Um, and so that's just something that that has always been with me from a from an early age, uh, from just going different things with my parents. They really set a foundation for me uh, growing up, uh, you know, going to church and, and and just always trying to help people. You know, yeah. uh, that's that's just one of those things that I enjoy that it, that helps me as a person. And, um, you know, a pastor Adam used to always say, if you see the need, be the answer. And, and man, I started trying to trying to live my life that way. As I got older, you get more mature and you, you really realize the things that really matter in life. And if, and helping other people is something that I enjoy doing. Yeah. And I, I just seen the need for that same type of passion to be put into the town of Oakland. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to see my community fall like some other communities in, in the county, you know, uh, and just kind of dwindle away. We have a really good school. We have really good people, uh, and it just needed a little push. And so I thought about it, prayed about it, and I decided, you know, I'm going to run for mayor and just see what I can do to, to have an impact in, in my own community. Yeah. Uh, because I've been serving at that time for the last five years. I was serving uh, Jasper and then went over to the sheriff's office. I've been serving Walker County. So, you know, I wanted to, to have a, a specific impact in, in my own community. And so that's how I got to the decision to run for mayor. And, you know, ever since then, man, that's, I've been able to impact my community in a, in a good way. I think you've done really well. And like, I always tell my wife, if we lived in Thatch for a while, then now we moved back into Jasper. But I've always said how like beautiful Oakman is. Yeah. And I always tell her, I was like, it reminds me of Empire where I grew up before it went to where it is now. Yeah. And I think that's why I love Oakman as much. Like it's small community. You ain't really got much. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, everybody's homely. Yeah. yeah. And now it's a close knit community. Yeah. yeah. It's close knit, man. And I tell people, uh, especially younger people, uh, man, you want to see things improve and you have to understand that the older people are not always going to be around to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether yeah. it be in your community, whether it be in any, anything you want, you can't continue to rely, rely on the older generation to be, the ones to make all the decisions and do all the things. At some point you have to step up as a, as members of the younger generation. Yeah, you got to uh, pick that weight up and carry it. Yeah. You got to pick it up and go with it, man. And that's what, that's what I've done in Oakland uh, yeah. and bring back a sense of community pride and community oriented uh, events and things of that nature, man. And, and it, it has really worked and people take pride in that community and man, we keep it clean. Uh, we have events throughout the year, you know, and I did on my end, I work hard to, to get funding for, my community. And in the four years that I was there, I got over a million dollars in funding 
for for the town of Oakland yeah. for infrastructure, uh, remodeling. Uh, recently, just got one hundred eighty thousand dollars for roads, so improvements. So you know, you just you pick it up and you go with it, and just try to have an impact, positive impact in your community. That's like, well, I, I always say, like I don't regret leaving Empire for the time I did, but at the same time, I do have kind of that regret because seeing what it is now yeah. compared to when it was when I like when I graduated high school yeah. in two thousand seven. You know, it was kind of on the decline then. I was like, man, I kind of wish I could have stopped that. Yeah. But I needed to get out for my personal reasons. Yeah. But, absolutely. you know, that's with us, with Walker County as a whole, like we want to see it better. And that's why we admire people like you doing these things for their smaller communities that are technically the moral fiber of Walker County. Absolutely. Like Jasper's not yeah, you the can't, moral fiber of Walker County. Absolutely. You can't make the county as a whole better unless you can get all these small communities yeah to be in their best possible selves yeah. and coming together and making our entire county as a whole flourish. Yeah, yeah I definitely, uh, any uh, any opportunity that I get to stand up for rural Walker County, I, I take it because I want everybody to understand that, yeah, uh, Jasper is set up to get industry. They're mm-hmm. set up to get businesses. They're set up that way. But we can't lose focus on Carbon Hill, Kansas, Sipsy, Nauvoo, Oakman, Parrish, Cordova, you know, Curry. We can't lose focus on these different places. Those are the people that, that ultimately end up supplying Jasper. Absolutely. Absolutely. We we drive to Jasper to work. Well, most people. I drive yeah. to Birmingham. But, yeah. like, I don't know. It's just, it gets to the point where you've, like you said, the older people, they're not going to be here forever. And I've looked at multiple small communities and said, once the, the older people die, I was like, I don't know how it's going to go around here. Yeah. And it's, it's just trying to, you know, I, I, a lot of times I get to speak at before COVID, I was, we have this thing called Leadership Walker County and they got youth leadership. And I, I would get the opportunity to speak uh, to a lot of the youth. Uh, and, and I'd really try to get them to understand the importance of, I know when you get out of school, you're excited to go to college and get away from Walker County. Uh, but also, you know, if you have the opportunity, if you do end up staying here, then try to see how you can positively impact the community. Yeah. The things that you don't see that you want to see, learn how to uh, learn how you can impact the community in a way to get those things here. Yeah. Like I, I was one of those people who was like, man, I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. But at the same time, when I came back, I guess I was more mature. Yeah. And I wish I'd had that maturity level in high school. Yeah. But Everybody has to do something for themselves, and sometimes they may be getting out, but it. everybody looks at people that stay behind as losers, and most of the people that did stay behind, I was like, they're doing good things in Walker County now. Yeah, they're absolutely. flourishing. Yeah. Absolutely. I see a lot of people, man, that stay behind, one like myself, uh, and, I, and I know I have people that I went to school with and people that I just know that went off to other places, and, you know, honestly, a lot of us are doing, you know, pretty good, and in some cases, a lot better. You know, yeah. by staying home, but there's work to be done here. Yeah. Uh, so there's plenty to be done. Oh, and, yeah. you know, Walker County is a great place, man. It's a great place to raise your family. Uh, it's a, like I said, I feel it's such a small rural place that everybody most, for the most part knows everybody and, or have a mutual acquaintances. So, yeah. uh, there's just a lot of good for Walker County and there's a lot of good to come as well. See, when I first, when I went to Days Gap Fest, I was like impressed of how well put together it was. Yeah, man. That and, was, that was, uh, yeah, we started that when I got to Oakman. I, I, that was one of the, the first things that I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, because I looked at, you know, Hill Fest, uh, the Frog Fest, Foothills Festival, and everybody had something. And I was like, you know what? We're fixing to take our place. 
and uh, you know we're we're fixing to get in this in this festival game and uh, put our seat at the table. Yeah, we're we're here, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wanted people to understand that Oakman is here, and 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 being the mayor that I'm not. This is I'm for real about what we're doing, and um, and it has been a success every year. Although we canceled it this year, uh, for obvious reasons. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we you know it's it's not the end of the world. You know, I, 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 peop, everybody's health and things of that that nature is, is more important. But well, according to Facebook, it's the end of the world. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if, if Facebook's where you're getting 100 percent of your news information. Yeah, I got, I got, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. I'd love to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I, I um actually met with the um, state health officials in Montgomery. Uh, I spoke with them, and before I made the decision to cancel the festival, it wasn't a, a personal decision altogether i have personal feelings towards it but i wanted to be fair about it i wanted to get the information and these are are people who are well uh, better equipped to make that decision and to help me make a decision yeah and and based on their advice and the way that they expect things to go the next eight to 12 weeks it it just made no sense for me to bring that many people together Mm -hmm. and take a chance on kids getting sick or elderly people getting sick and things of that nature that's just what we chose to do in open uh, but no knock on anybody else. You know, I mean, that's a, that's having the big picture in mind. It takes yeah. a big picture mindset to do a job like you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And, and take the heat that comes with it. Um, yeah. You got to be prepared for that oh, for yeah. anything you do when you're, yeah. when you're the head of something. Man, law enforcement has prepared me for all of that. Yeah. You know, man, I've, I, ever since I became a law enforcement officer, uh, according to a lot of folks that we deal with and, and you get bashed and talked about horribly. And so I, that's, I'm I'm used to that. Like that that doesn't bother me. So uh, it prepared me when I became mayor. I was already prepared for the for the bashing, yeah, and the negative things that people got to say. But my thing to those people is, what do you do in your community? What what positive impact are you trying to have in your community? What what have you done for somebody lately? Yeah, you know, really, like you think about it. You know, it's it's easy to get on Facebook and talk about a person who's actually out here in the trenches trying to make this place better. But what are you doing in your life? to make your community better. And a lot of times that answer is going to be absolutely nothing. Yeah. Top of the main comment about somebody that is. Yeah. They're going to conveniently <laughs> leave that conversation on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did you, uh, when you decided to cancel the days gap fest for this year, did now obviously everybody's health isn't, you know, that's at risk right now, but <clears throat> what people don't also don't understand the vendors and everybody else, they spent, they spend money yeah. to come here. And guess what? If nobody shows up because they are scared of COVID, yeah. now you're putting your vendors out of money, and they're like, "Why did I yeah. spend my time here?" Yeah. So we, uh, the vendors that had paid, of course, we we refund them, yeah, their money. So they're not out of any money uh, from the town of Oakman. Uh, you know, I made it clear to my staff and my assistants that you know just make sure that everybody is done right, everybody that has invested into this, uh, but. For now, you know, it's a decision that I made along with the council. They were supportive of that decision. And, uh, you know, we made sure everybody was taken care of. Yeah. And that's that's good on your end. Like, yeah. you don't want 20 people total showing up for a yeah. whole weekend that costs the city of Oakman 100 grand. Yeah. And I, didn't want, and I didn't want 2,000 either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. It's kind of like you got the health and you got the business side that you got to be kind of mindful of yeah. when you do these kinds of things. Yeah. And they say recently we had just did 4th of July, but. Everything was everything was good, you know. 
We were getting we was, we, we thought we was getting back to a, a good place. A, a normalcy. And then, man, the bottom fell out. Yeah. And this Delta variant started affecting children at a high rate. And then school wasn't in. And now that school's back in, we see it really mm-hmm. ramping up. And yeah. people are really getting sick. And, man, I, I know uh, there's there's at least two or three people that I know over the last month that I know personally that has passed away from COVID. Yeah. And I just can't with a good conscience be a part of that. Yeah. Just take your ivermectin, Corey. Yeah. Be okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> or I probably had to spell that. Yeah, okay. like uh, it's horse medicine. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a parasitical treatment. Yeah. Oh. Mostly used for animals, but yeah, I don't have as I told y'all before, I know what it is. Anyway, you know, like big brain Drake over here. Ooh. <laughs> I, know, I know what a, I know. What big a brain Drake is. with a wife that works in a pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so when how did how do you feel like your time in law law enforcement really affected your decision making? Because when you're in law enforcement, yeah, your your decisions are made on the spot. Yeah, and as you've seen in the media now, it's often criticized. So I guess this is like a two-part question. How has law enforcement helped you make those quick decisions as mayor? And how has it helped you learn how to take criticism because of everything that is said about law enforcement in the media? Okay, so I'll, I'll answer the, the second part of that question first. Uh, as far as allowing me to, uh, to, to better handle the criticism. Um, when I first got in law enforcement, or since I've been in law enforcement, man, criticism is part of the job. It comes with it. You get it from even those people that support law enforcement officers. The first time you pull them over, the first time you give them a ticket, the first time you take their family member to jail, then you are now a no good cop who's doing all these things that people want to say you're doing and they're going to bash you and say, but you still have a job to do. Nobody's knocking down the doors to do this job, man. And it pays horribly. (laughs) But what a ringing endorsement. Yeah. But, but you are, it's a calling. Yeah. I believe, uh, this is, this, I can't see myself doing anything else. And I find I've, I've been in situations that I don't know why I was in those situations. Because if, if I'm thinking, uh, most folks rationally thinking wouldn't go in the situation that we go in. They have no idea the situations that we put ourselves in, uh, and the things that we see. Uh, and it has its downfall because you go, re- you grow really cold to a lot of a lot of issues, and you become insensitive. Yeah, and very desensitized to very insensitive. And dis- what most common people would yeah. would see as like a very traumatic event is yeah. a Tuesday for you. Yep, absolutely. And people, and and that's just part of it. And I think that it, it but at the same time, getting into politics, I got a tough skin uh, from the things that I've dealt with in law enforcement. Yeah. Uh, it's just. Sometimes it's not always pretty. Uh, and, and, you, and, and what bothers you, gets you the most, is when you decide to be a law enforcement officer, you think that you're in a position to where you're going to be appreciated and nobody's, you know, everybody's going to understand that you're trying to help them. Yeah. You're just doing them, your job. Just doing your job. And and you get bashed so bad for that. Uh, and But over time, you realize that, that comes with it. Yeah. That comes with the territory, man. And it's either you can take it or you can't. And you're not and in this position there's no talking back. For me. Yeah. I don't yeah. feel like it's my job to defend myself with every every everything that someone Any says. Negative comment yeah, coming it, your way. Yeah, that's their person's right to feel how they feel. But I have a job to do. And guess what? You just bash me, but if I'm in Walmart or if I'm somewhere and a guy pulls out a gun, guess who's gonna be running 
towards that towards guy with the gun. Yeah. yeah. The guy that you just bashed. Guess who may lose his life? The guy that yeah, you're exactly. bashing. Yeah. You know, because that's the oath that I took. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, ain't it? It is. It is. Yeah. And that's I why I wanted your perspective okay, yeah, on it. I think about that sometimes. I'm like, yeah, what was I thinking? But yeah, yeah I mean, that's just, and, and if there's been, that has happened, man. There's been times where things have happened and I put myself in harm's way. I have, I have children of my own. Yeah. But I put myself in harm's way for other, other people. But because that's what I chose to do. Let me tell you, man, like, especially with Walker County Sheriff's offices, like Facebook or social media presence, Yeah, you know, as much as they keep the community updated on what they're doing. Yeah. Like there's houses I'll drive by an empire when I go home to see my family or whatever. I'm like, ever since I was nine years old, I remember I was like, I wouldn't stop at that house. Yeah. I wouldn't pull over at that house. I wouldn't go into that house. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're seeing these busts and yeah. arrests done at these houses. I'm like. Those are just ballsy because growing in imp- growing up in Empire, like you had to fight for a lot of stuff and stay out of trouble. Yeah. Now you're seeing these dudes go in these places where you knew you would get in trouble at. Absolutely. And I'm like, you know what? Shout out to them yeah. because at 32 years old, I still drive by those same houses, and I'm still like, I'm not going anywhere <laughs> near that place. Yeah, man. Uh, that's that's just a daily thing we go in those type of houses every day yeah but uh the first part of your question about the decision making and being able to make those decisions in law enforcement how does it transition as mayor um you know in law enforcement a lot of times if you're out and you're actually dealing with something uh your decision making has to speed up but you give me a desk and let me have time to sit there and think about what i'm what i can do and what i have to do oh that's easy so I'm going to add on a bonus part to this. Do you ever find yourself, because this is something that like I kind of fell into that situation as I moved up in the ranks in the military, where as a lower enlisted, you get a task, boom, go do it. There's no question in it, no thinking about it. Somebody told me to do it, I'm going to go do it. That's right. As I moved up and started getting more responsibility, more into a leadership role, a task would come across my desk, and now I'm tasked with either dealing out the work or finding ways to get x y and z done yeah you ever find yourself in a situation where something comes across your desk and you've created numerous ways of dealing with it and you get tied up and trying to figure out which one you think is going to be the best way of handling it yeah that that has happened uh but what i've done now is i have a, a system in place i have people in place that uh they understand the things that they can handle that doesn't that shouldn't come to my desk Mm-hmm. there's things that that should never make it to me that should be handled but that's because that's what i pay people to do yeah you know now there's issues uh they understand the issues that has to have the mayor's approval or has to have my signature or there's a complaint from a citizen that needs to be addressed uh, but if i make you the supervisor over the street department i make you the supervisor over my office and i make you the supervisor over you know some other office i'm paying you to make those decisions mm-hmm. If you got to continuously come to me to make the decision, then you shouldn't be, shouldn't in, that be in that position. position. Yeah. Because that's what I'm paying you for. Yeah. You don't, know what I'm saying? If you're, you're paying the street department, your... don't come to me because there's a limb hanging yeah, I mean, six foot off the ground. Like yeah. that's something. That's your you job. Should, yeah. Go yeah. cut the tree. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, but I don't have the, I, I honestly, man, I have a great team of folks around me yeah. uh, in law enforcement and in as mayor of Oakland and, and my family as well. So, that's uh, life in general. I feel like if you surround yourself with the right people, you set yourself up for success. That's the key. You got to surround yourself with people who want to see you win, mm-hmm. because not everybody around you want to see you win. Oh, they're around you because you're winning. Yep. 
but they're they see you fail and they're gonna live in that they're gonna love the fact that you're that you fail Mm -hmm. but the people that are around me if i fail they feel like they fail you know and so they want to see me win just just the same for me the people that i'm around i want to see them win to quote the famous poet colson baker i knew you (laughs) people only gas you up when the flames up (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one (laughs) i mean it's true though like I hate how much time we spent together when all you do is just look at me and I immediately know where you're going. <laughs> I mean, but you got you as running a city, you still have your job. Yeah. I mean, and, I got three jobs. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Law enforcement don't pay a lot of money, man. And I got <laughs> yeah. children. Yeah. <laughs> you know, children, children's. So like not a child. You're pretty much a 24 hour day. Yeah, I work, man. I work, take care of my babies. That's what's important to me. At That's the end what, of the day. Nothing else matters. But other than providing for my Provide, family there it is. and making sure that I'm a positive impact in this community. Yeah. At the end of the day, nothing else matters. I, I'm a good dad. Being a good dad is, is at the top of the list. Yeah. Everything else comes after that. As long as I'm a good dad and teaching my kids the, the way that they should be brought up uh, and respectable and mannerable, the way that I was brought up with a strong hand <laughs> from my parents, I bring yeah. my children up this, not quite the same. <laughs> Because times have changed, oh, yeah. and I think I think a lot of what happened to me was child abuse. But uh, <laughs> but same you know, that but, is a, that is a fine but, line. Yeah, man. But you know, kids nowadays are different. That's but right. I still raise them in a way that they understand, and um, you know, and and being a positive impact in the community. When I leave this place, that dash in between the dates is, is what I worry about. Yeah. I just want people to understand I did the best I could, and you know, I want to impact other people's life. And that's all I'm in Oakman. I, I, Everything that I do is for the people of Oakland, you know, to, to, to change their quality of life, that, that it's enjoyable to be there. It's a safe environment and I can continue to impact that community the best I can. But now I want to impact not just Oakman. There's, I see a need for that same type of impact throughout the county. Yeah. And not just Walker County. There's, you know, Winston County, this, these neighboring communities, like there's, there's a need. So and what do you got in mind for that? What's, yeah, what's our district again, Corey? So, man, <laughs> it's, it's let's pre- go ahead and segue. Actually, yeah. it's a pretty big district. Yeah, you know, I got parts of Winston County, a lot of Winston County. Every I got all of Walker County besides Jasper and Curry and Dora. And uh, that's an odd line. Yeah. The, the way that, the way the lake runs, I, part of the lake is mine. Part of the lake is is District Thirteen. Mm. And then I have a little piece of Jefferson County, like Corner and Warrior, yeah. that area over there. The booby trap. <laughs> no, nah, that's not mine. Really? No, that's that's uh, Jefferson County. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, I don't know. <laughs> that's a Walker County staple. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. That, that map is uh, it's it's really unique. It sounds really complex. It yeah. is. It's it's a unique and they, but they're going back in session soon for possible possibly redistricting. Yeah. So by the time the election comes around, the it could district could have changed. You know. But that's what we we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, so and tell so what is that district for? Yeah. Sorry, Drake. District what now? What's what 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 is that district for? What are you uh what are you running for here? So I'm running for state representative. There it is. Uh <laughs> Alabama legislature, uh district fourteen, uh, which covers all the places I just named. And um, you know, to do the things that we just talked about, the positive impact that I can have. And but a lot more goes into it than that. A lot more goes into it than, than that. So what's something Tell us a little bit of your platform, the the things you're running on to improve this district. So, you know, just a couple of things going to be like uh, life, family, education, uh, taxes and equality. You know, those are some of the things that are important to people. 
of course you have gun rights and things of that nature but hey i mean we're country people here we're going to keep our guns i don't even feel like it's a conversation worth having yeah uh-huh. because if <laughs> i have it my mind's made up because i i i have i hunt you know I, i'm an outdoorsman I, I enjoy using my gun for my hobbies um and so it's 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 your right to bear arms and in law enforcement there's a need to have them and if you look on the news uh i feel like there's even more reason to keep your guns yeah. and listen our forefathers understood it and that's why it's it's every american's given right to have weapons and uh that's my stance on that but um just just some of the things on my platform was just just life so the quality of life and how can i make the quality of life better for the people in my district and then family you know we want to make sure that in the legislature that we are continuing to push the issues because uh, we have a lot of things with adoptions and kids dhr and all everything that that affects you in your life goes through the alabama legislature mm-hmm. just just about everything that you do the alabama legislature has a part in it and uh and, and when you get down into montgomery then you have the opportunity to have a direct impact on these things and and education uh it's very, very important that you know we don't start uh the education educational funding is very important and that we don't go vote to take money away from education and for any purposes, uh, because that money needs to stay just where it is. And, uh, you know, teachers, the things that uh, they need and, yeah. you know, it's just, you got to, you've got to give the educators the best tools possible. Absolutely. Otherwise you're not going to get the best results possible. Yeah. And what a lot, a lot of people don't understand about teachers is a lot of stuff they put in their classrooms and stuff comes out of their pockets yeah. and teachers yeah. aren't getting paid. Yeah. I'm a know, huge breaking amounts. I'm a huge advocate for teachers being better paid yeah so yeah. is that something like you absolutely so can push what, for yeah absolutely any way that you can positively impact the people who well, i consider the front lines then that's what i want to do in yeah. montgomery that'll be something that i will focus on uh because the, it's cliche but children are our future and we got to make sure that the people who are bringing them up in the education system have everything they need I mean, it's uh, just a, it's a cold hard fact. Yeah. I got news for you. If I was a teacher and I'm making thirty one grand a year, with give or take, I'm not going to be too motivated. Yeah, you know. And most like growing up in Dora, Shane and I both went to Dora. Most of our coaches, except for football, basketball, well, yeah. well, except pretty much football, every teacher or every coach was a teacher of like history or yeah. Something and you kind of felt like you didn't get their all sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you pay them more, maybe they'll give their all. It's it, it, that's the same in any any yeah. anything, and and you see a lot in law enforcement. That's they're such underpaid, and usually you don't get the best because the best are not going to come work for thirteen dollars an hour. Yeah. Putting their life on the line every day. So, um, you told me I got to take a chance at getting a bullet in my <laughs> chest at thirteen bucks an hour. Yeah. I'm going to be like, is there other jobs here? Absolutely. And that's why it takes a special breed. Yeah. A call, like you said, a calling. Yes. I feel like it's a calling. It's just something that you don't walk into. It's something that you're called to do. And you realize real quick, if it's meant for you and 10 years later, I'm, I'm still here. So, so going through like the family thing, how like court cases where children are endangered or abused, 
are you for like keeping those families together or are you for trying to find those best solutions for those kids? So when it comes to issues involving kids and situations that they live in, I see that a lot. And I can tell you in this job, the only thing that bothers me is cases that we work that involve children. That's the only thing that tugs on me emotionally uh, being a law enforcement officer. And so we have a lot of kids in Walker County who are not in good situations. And I want to figure out how we can make this better because as a a child has no control over the the conditions that they're living. And as officers, when we get to these locations, our hands are tied because we, we can only call DHR or somebody like that. And if they, you know, there's only so much that they can do. You can't snap your fingers and just make a drastic change immediately. And, but, but a lot of times, the situations calls for drastic action that we're unable to take. Mm-hmm. So I want to, I want to, and it's one of those learning things to see as a, what can we do uh, in our state legislature to, to make it better, yeah. uh, to make things easier uh, and m- make things more available for children who, who need those resources. Um, and so that's just one of the things that I'll be passionate about uh, in the legislature if elected. It's hard to get into like a house where obviously a child is being endangered. Yeah. And you can't just take the kid away. Like you got to call CPS, THR. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. They're like, there's a whole process to it. Yeah. And I seeing what I've seen through my time through this whole process. Like I can't imagine doing that on a day to day basis. Yeah. And, but it's well, even a week to week basis, like once mm-hmm. a week's enough, yeah. man. We have, we have investigators who that's all they do. That lets you know that there's enough of that going on. Yeah. That these guys focus on this solely dedicated solely to on, it. on on child crimes and and things that it just involve children. And you brought up taxes and equality. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of hit on both of those for me. Yeah. So taxes is it's one of those subjects where people don't like to talk about, um, and people don't like getting taxes raised. People don't like new taxes. Uh, but but you have to educate yourself on what's needed. In your community, again, I'm only speaking on my district. Uh, statewide, I'm, I'm not going to speak on it because I'm not, uh, I don't have enough information uh, as far as state taxes. I know I pay them. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, if, if you look at taxes and how they're dished out to each department and how they're being used is, is what's important. I know we, not long ago, the gas tax passed, but, uh, you know, I'm not one for new taxes. But if having a transparent conversation with the people and if, if, it, if it calls that, the only way you can get roads fixed is that we have a one-cent sales tax. We, we tried that here in Walker County once. Uh, but I think it, it, it got real cloudy. Uh, I think a lot of the money was going to start getting dished out to several different departments in different ways. And I don't think there was a lot of transparency. If you tell the people in Walker County that we need a one cent sales tax to fix our roads, and it's the that one cent sales tax is going to go solely on roads, nothing else, and be very transparent with the people, mm-hmm. I think that that'll, that would go yeah. a one cent sales tax will pass mm-hmm. because people understand your roads are horrible. <laughs> you know, now you got a one cent sales tax that passed. You got four districts now. You got you know, District 1 and 2 roads may not be that bad, but on the south side, District 3 and 4 have horrible roads. 
a lot of 18 wheelers, a lot of uh, logging and, mm-hmm. you know, roads are horrible in district three and four. Now district three and four may be getting three and $400,000 a year or however they would divide it up quarterly or however, how much it depends on how much the revenue come in. And then district one and two may be getting a hundred, 200,000 when it's dished out because their roads are not as bad. So yeah, it's an, it's an as needed. Yeah, basis. A, yeah, absolutely. So I think it's, as long as you taxes should always be a conversation. Yeah. I don't want to be one to say, I won't do this or do that. It's, it, we need to have a conversation and understand uh, what's needed and how it is, how it is, how is it going to affect the people? And be transparent with the people. And I feel like the people should always have the vote. Agree. Absolutely. You know, and the people, th- because it's their money that they're paying their taxes. And I feel like the people should have the vote. I think a lot of it, too, why, like this, the one cent one didn't pass, is distrust. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, and I've, voiced, I've voiced my opinions on that from the very beginning. Yeah. Because I said in those meetings. Uh, when this was being talked about, and I said, like, listen, this is this has gotten real confusing in a short amount of time, and I just this is just not good, and there's there needs to be more transparency. Nobody wants to show the receipts. Yeah, you got to be transparent, man. You got yeah. to be transparent. I grew up in District Four, so yes, the roads sucked. Yeah, in the majority of those places, especially like non cities like towns yeah like empire yorkwood or you know places like that the roads suck yeah, and that's what i tell people listen you want better roads get ready to pay a tax somewhere mm-hmm. that and that's just being transparent and honest with the people if you think that the state can give you all the money you need to fix your roads it's not it don't work that way and a lot of times like there will be grants available that may give you two three hundred thousand but you got to have a 20 percent match Where's Empire going to get 20% of $300,000? Bubba, you tell me. Where's Oakman going to get 20% well, of $300,000? Probably in those places that you and the other sheriff's deputies were. Now, guess what? If frequent. Jasper qualifies for a $400,000 paving grant and they got to have a 20% match, guess what? They can afford it. Yeah. And guess what the roads look like in Jasper? Really good. Pretty hey, nice. they sucked for a while. Yeah. But, but they got know, done. They have the revenue. <laughs> it's, it's come up. They have the revenue to apply for those grants, especially matching funds, and they can pay the matching funds that they need to get the grant. Every There's really nowhere else in Walker County. Yeah. We have to rely on the grants that are non-matching funds, and usually they're around, like the one I just got for $180,000, and we stretch it out and do the best we can with it. Which now, how, how many? Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. For those uh, non-matching grants, you're not just – are you just competing? So, say Oakman and Sipsy are vying for the same grant. Yeah. Is it yeah. just going to be like this district, like this area, or are you going statewide with this grant? You like, talk there about are numerous town, numerous towns making a a plea for this grant. Yeah. So when when state funds come available, you'll have several places that will um, put in and apply for the grant. It's already set on how much money they're going to give out. And you just got to hope that you're going to be one of those towns and communities okay. that, that get some of the funding. Yeah. So because, what you're doing is going to bat for, yeah, for these those towns. areas. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. been in Winston County a few times. Yeah. So, like, they're worse off no knock on any community in Walker County, but I, I would be curious to know how many grants have been applied for but outside of Jasper, just rural Walker County. I wonder how many grants have been applied for for those communities. I would I would go out on a limb and say not many. I just wonder, you know. Yeah. 
I don't. I don't think. I, I know there's been rural. some grants that's been awarded, but I'm. I'm curious as to how. But that, that's my point: is who in that community is taking that initiative, and whoever's in leadership roles in those communities taking that initiative to apply for those things for your community. Right. You know that that's important. That's important, and it's and if and, and it's a, your job as the legislators to once you apply is to tr- when it gets there. Then they they work to try to help those funds get funneled to you in their in your district. And I think that's what we need somebody really going to bat for. And yeah. honestly, I think the I know you got on me earlier, but I'm not really like bashing the right side of the political yeah. aisle. But it's just a general distrust of politicians. Yeah, I, I get and, that. And I think. If people would under if people saw somebody that really was going to bat for them, like, kind of like you are, maybe some of these propos- tax propositions would pass. Yeah, you know, and yeah. when we as citizens get to vote on it, yes, I like that. Yeah. I'd rather us vote for it than instead of like city council seeing something and, forced on you. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's times where. You know, I understand how, but that's the way the government is set up as yeah. municipal government. In some cases, it's it's up to the mayor and the council to make those decisions if they have to, uh, to boost boost their revenue, whether if it's a penny or not. But that's you know that's just the way the government is set up. But I feel like when it comes to Walker County and the one cent sales tax, I definitely think the people should vote on it. And I think that if we go at it again. And just be straightforward with the people. And if it was solely for just roads, I think it'll pass. Yeah, I think it'll pass. I think if people trust, and, I, they and have. I would vote for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I vote, would vote I for because I know the need. Yeah, because I'm in this arena. I, I know what it takes, and I know that if we don't have the money, then we can't get these things done. People don't understand. I was trying to pave initially, not even a mile, a road that was maybe three quarters of a mile. You're talking about two hundred and fifty plus thousand dollars. For a, you know, that's a that's a lot of money. So then you oh, yeah. you get creative and figure out ways to fix your roads, and 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 use that money in a way that it it it, it benefits you in a better way uh, than just blowing it all on three quarters of a mile. So what a lot of people don't understand is you got these contracts that have to be paid, and then you got workers that have to be paid, yep. and so on and so forth. So I mean, I voted for the one cent yeah. road tax here because I wanted to see roads in the county be yeah. better. Not the city, but the county. Yeah. Because, believe it or not, Jasper makes up a small part of Walker County. Yeah. Walker County is relatively big. It is. It's, it's actually a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> when I, first time I drove to Carbon Hill, I was like, I, am I in Fayette? Yeah. 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 You know, it's like it's a long drive and you see all these roads, like just little side roads and stuff that people drive every day. You know, recently we saw the uh, USPS say they couldn't go down some of these roads in a certain district because the roads were too bad. Probably District 3. Yeah. Yeah. There's, listen, there's calls that I get at the sheriff's office that takes me 45 minutes to get to. Really? Yeah. Especially calls down on the river, down uh, Tuckweiler. Mm-hmm. Man, some of those roads. I mean, it takes you 45 minutes to get to a house on some places on their river. That's crazy, yeah. dude. And they're not paved roads either. No, I mean, no. If it yeah, rains, you're doing, you're doing you a half a mile an hour. Yeah, if you don't have four-wheel drive, you will never make it. Yeah. There was, I can't remember when it was. It was a while back. I remember driving down this road, going to fish, 
when I left and got back on the highway, I was like, my truck's out of line. <laughs> I was like, that's a thousand percent just happened. Yeah. yeah. You know, and a lot of people don't understand, like, yeah, you hear a penny yeah. sales tax. You're like, oh, no, taxation's theft, and I'm one of those people. But at the same time, I understand that some taxes are necessary. Yeah. So, and on the equality end, we'll go into that end. Uh, what, what are you pushing for on that? Well, it's not that I'm really pushing for anything. It's, it's education. It's what yeah. I, for me, it's educating myself. Because getting to Montgomery, then I will, I will then start getting information. And, but I want to make sure that equality is something that everybody's getting to experience. Men, women, regardless of your race, is that everybody around the, across the board is, has an equal opportunity in any position or any company that they're working for. Just making sure that our equality laws uh, represent, you know, Alabamians as a whole mm-hmm. and not just some uh, section or some group or, you know, things of that nature. Just want to make sure that, you know, those things stay in place and that we we are are treating uh, the equality issues the, the way they should be. A lot of people kind of throw that term out yeah. these days, equality. Yeah. Specify. Specify, man. For me, please. Yeah. You know? I want to make sure that, you know, women are being treated fairly because there's things that women are better at than men, but they may not be getting that opportunity for whatever right. reason. Right. Uh, and we all know that, you know, race is something that a lot of people don't like to talk about. But, you know, I want to make sure that we're, we're, everybody's being treated fairly. Uh, and not just black people. I want to make sure that, I mean, that's black-owned companies. I want to make sure that white people are being treated fairly if they work there, if they're getting the opportunities that they're supposed to get. You know, just equality is across the board. In any any type of fashion that equality should be uh, represented, I want to make sure that there are things in place to make sure that those things happen. Yeah. you got to seek equality mainly in those places, kind of like where we are, where a lot of people look the same. Yeah. They live the same. But there may be a dime a dozen, yeah. you know, a couple of outsiders that don't get treated the way they should. Yeah. And, you know, they're good people. You know, yeah. they'll bust their ass for you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the ones you got to push for, too. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You can't just hire somebody because they look like you. you it's, it's time as a culture that we look at people as how hard they're going to work for us. Yeah. Are they going to do what's asked of them, regardless of where they're from, where they grew up, and what they look like, or what their beliefs are. So, I, and I think we, in this district that you're representing, probably could benefit from a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like you, like coming into Walker County Sheriff's Office, you're a cop and a black man. It's like, what kind of lens do you look through at yeah. different, you know? Both of them. People's got to understand that. Both of them. Yeah. I, I, I look through both lens because I, I I walk a different life than a line than a lot of people, you know, especially here in the South. But I don't let it define me or who I am. But, yeah. you know, there's people that'll speak to me when I got that uniform on that won't speak to me when I don't have it on. You see all these protests, like black protesters are yelling at black cops. Yeah. Like, oh, how once, can you do this and you, stuff like that? Once you like put that? this badge on, it yeah. it's one color. Like, yeah. let me put let me put my streetwear on and you're probably going to think I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Once you put this badge on, then, you know, they, people don't see any color. Yeah. Uh, that those people that don't like the police. They see blue. That's it. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I consider myself a good cop, you know. Yeah. I've, I've I don't I've never violated anybody's civil rights, or I never fortunately I've never been in in that situation, and I try not to 
look at things in hindsight and say, well, I, you know, this should have happened. And I try not to. But there are times where you see things and you question it. I think just listening to listening to you talk about it, seeing the passion just that you're uh, emitting here. Yeah. It seems like you have quite literally embodied the motto of protect and serve. Yeah. And that's all I can do, man. Um, and I, I treat people. Here's here's part of that uncomfortable situ- that conversation we was talking about as a black man. I treat people, you know, how I want to be treated, because a lot of times the white officers that I work with uh, are not in the same neighborhoods as the people in which they police. But guess who is me? Yeah, I got to see these people at the barbershop. I got to see these people at church. I got to see these people, you know, at a at a family gathering or, you know, that they may have, you know, that I'm more likely to run in to people uh when you're talking about you know protesting or people who protest and thinking they're being discriminated against by the police or whatever being a black man and being a police officer man that combination a lot of times people don't understand it because i'm standing on one side and i i have a job to do and i have you know stand behind my guys that i work with and and you know and and have their back at, at all costs a lot of times. But I'm still a black man on the other side who see that there are issues. I just, and I, but fortunately, man, I have white friends who, who, who don't act like they don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they'd be like, yeah, man. I mean, some things are not good, uh, but you know, you're, you're on both sides of it. And you know, man, it's just, it's just one of those things, man, where it can be, that can be stressful. That can be real stressful. But, you know, as a law enforcement officer, this is what I signed up to do. And, 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 you know, there's good and bad in everything. And if all the good guys walk away, then you're stuck with a lot of bad guys. Uh, and so I feel like I'm, I'm a good guy, a good cop. And I treat people as such. I feel like, <clears throat> There, there is bad cops. I mean, obviously, we all know that. That's bad in everything. Every, everywhere, especially with social media and being able to pull out your phone and start recording immediately. Yeah. yeah. Now, I like content. I'm a context guy. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I may have seen this 10 second clip. That's what I was. I, I wait on the body cam footage most yeah. of the time. You, Stuff like you, that. You can record, but you can also cut and edit it to oh, yeah. fit your narrative. Oh yeah. Let me tell you, micro cuts on iMovie is real easy. Yeah, I um, and, I, I def, I'm the same way. I mean, I see something that may look really bad, but I need to see more than that. I need yeah. to know more about it than that. And then if if it ends up being what I saw, uh, you know, then we have to deal with it as as such. But right. there's one instance that comes to mind. and bring that up. Saw a video he's going around on Facebook or Twitter one, but somebody had started recording. Right as the cop was like walking back up to the car and he tossed a bag in the back seat and the person recording just yelling, oh, you're planting that. You you, you just tossed that, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, then like three days later, the uh, car footage, the camera footage from the yeah. uh, cruiser comes out and it shows that he had taken the driver out of the car, had done a search, asked him, you know, can I look in your backpack, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, he found the bag. There was... A, Actually, nothing in it. Yeah, I think it was like some loose change or yeah. something. But the cop walking back up to the car was just tossing that back inside. Yeah. Like, and right now, in uh, the first video, you see that context of 
well, yeah, that kind of does look like a cop just yeah. threw a, yeah. a bag of something in there. And we're under a lot of scrutiny mm-hmm. right now in this in this world, man. It's just uh, we can't quit, though. It's you know? it's just like with politics. Like yeah. Everybody needs to get over left, right, blue, red, and just kind of reach across the aisle and be like, that is, look, we're going to understand you from this point of view as long as you understand us from this point of view and as long as we can work together to fix that it. Is, that is my goal. That is one of the things that I may be crazy to think that way, but I feel like I can have a conversation with anybody and we should be able to find a common ground. Uh, I shouldn't have to go with something that you decide that's only going to benefit people who think like you. Right. We should be able to decide and agree on something that's going to benefit everybody. And it's not crazy. It's logical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's come on. I mean, this is, we're all Americans. We're all Alabamians. Let's, let's agree on something that benefits everybody. If it's something that's going to be beneficial, then let's agree on something that benefits everybody. That that we're all agreeing that it should be this way. Yeah. That's going to be tough. But I feel like with conversation that, you know, it, it can happen. But that goes back to getting younger people more involved. interested in politics. Yeah. More involved. Because until that happens, you're going to continue to get a lot of what you've it's been It's a never-ending cycle. Yeah. You know, when I... When I kind of unplugged from social media for a while and started just digging into certain topics on myself, I became more well versed because I was seeing like, I'd look at things from both sides and yeah. develop my own opinion on it. It's important, and I think if people like you were able to get elected, which we obviously endorse, you will vote for you. I do appreciate that. <laughs> um, you know, it's just people's got to stop being on social media, watching the news as much. You got to read both yeah. sides. That's what I tell people. Don't get so caught up in social yeah. media. A lot of people that, that, I mean, you got people that vote on social media, but a lot of people, that's just what they live for. They live to get on social media and stir some stuff up. Just let them stir it up. You know, but they you know who you are as a man, as a woman, what you stand for and what you're doing. Just keep doing it. It's like does they it strive anything, to sound smart. Does it say anything bad about me? that I use my Facebook to absolutely stir people up just so I kind of use it as like a, a means of seeing how somebody thinks, Thanks, right? Yeah. Like if I throw out just a post that I know I'm putting out there just to, to rile somebody up or just kind of, you know, get a reaction. I'm not looking for anything specific more than how is so-and-so going to react to this and are they being, because you can tell in the situation you can tell if somebody's being yeah serious or yeah. they're they're cutting up with it yeah I try just to, based on the context of i try to stay out of those uh conversations it's tough, it's tough. Uh, i've gotten to where i'm you know I, I i live life and i enjoy life and i enjoy my kids and family mm-hmm. and so i post a lot of stuff about them and then if there's issues that arise somewhere in the county i may say something about it yeah you know and, and that's i don't smart. know if people really like that but that's I well, that's like that's if, you being that vocal. If I show people who I am, mm-hmm. then there's no question, because yeah. I don't I don't mind speaking up on things that I feel strongly about uh, th- in a respectable way. Like and when I, you find that passion, you know it's easier. I feel like it's easier to to speak on something that you're actually passionate about, yeah. as opposed to I feel like sometimes as politicians, you feel a need to to voice your opinion on everything. Yeah, because you want everybody to hear you all the time. Yeah. And a lot of people lose their reputation or their, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, I, I guess you kind of lose respect for them in a sense. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, uh, get involved with all issues. A lot of issues that I speak on don't even directly affect me. 
but there are issues that need to be addressed. Yeah. It's just like the COVID spreading in these schools with these children getting sick. I didn't, I wasn't disrespectful about it, but I'm like, Hey, we, I hope we can come up with a better solution than what we're doing. Or this is going to open in the floodgates. Yeah. This is going to get really bad. Yeah. And if we're trying to pr- move forward from this, these, you know, we, we got to come up with a better solution. And yeah. I've seen, I've seen now where in a lot of these public schools, especially, uh, teachers that have been affected, you know, yeah. there was a post I saw somebody was, uh, immunodeficient. That's the word I believe. That's the right word. Yeah. Good job, bud. Hey, you know, big, big <laughs> Frank Shane in here now. Yeah. Sipsy boys uh, can talk a little bit. Right. <laughs> but had been vaccinated, had had a booster shot, yeah. but once school started back, got exposed to it, tested positive for COVID. Well, now they're having to go out and make, you know, endless amounts of calls with anybody that they spent more than 15 minutes around, which is countless students, yeah. other faculty. And on top of that, they're having to use all of their sick days that they're allotted yeah. as a teacher in a public school. Yeah. So if, if some, if, you know, praying they get over it and they're not negatively affected yeah. or don't have any long-term complications from it, yeah. they get back to school and teaching. But now you're putting them right back in that same yeah. situation. What happens if they get sick again? They got no sick days. Yeah, you're right. And I had COVID over a year ago when I, when I, you know, I, I came out and announced it publicly that I had COVID. I think I was the first elected official that, at that time, that came out. I think everybody's wanted to keep it a secret. Yeah, I was so happy to be alive, man, because that was the sickest I've ever been in my life. Remember how nobody wants to say they voted for Trump? Same way with COVID now. Yeah, man. I was like, <laughs> hey, I had COVID and it's serious, and I was healthy. And there was a point when I had it, I was a little nervous. You know, yeah, I can't imagine a child getting that sick. Yeah, and breathing, it's hurting, or you know, you know that that's just a heartbreaking. Uh, and it, man, if we can pr- try to prevent that in any way, then that's what we should do. That's it, like, I've said it multiple times that I'm pretty sure I had it back in December of 2019 before we knew COVID was a thing. Yeah. And I don't ever want to feel that way again. Yeah. Was- so that pushed me. Like I just started my vaccine yeah. recently and I'd always been on the fence against it. And like I told you before we started, I'm one of those people. If you tell me I got to do something, I'm probably yeah. not going to do it. Yeah. You're so right. I was like, you know what? As long as it's my choice, I've been on the fence. I think I should go ahead and proceed with it. So we got every, every just in case everybody's wondering, we do have our mask on. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. These uh, there's a little less the than pop, six foot between us, so we had to we had to mask up. <laughs> the we pop, apologize for any muffled sounds. The pop filters are our masks. <laughs> no, you know it's like you. You got to get off social media. I talked about it on our other podcast uh, how conspiracy theory TikTok is. It's on my feed. Oh yeah, but I love it because it's it's funny at the same time. And then there's also the view of which one of these suckers is going to be right one yeah. day. Yeah, I mean that's gonna, I mean that's conspiracy theory. So <laughs> everything, mm-hmm. money. Uh, See, I enjoy a good conspiracy theory, yeah. and there's a few that like I'll do a deep dive on and kind of do my own research on it and be like, well, you know, hey, this person might have a point. But there's also the ones that are just so absolutely ludicrous that I can't get enough of because I like seeing – if you're passionate about something, I don't care what in the world. It could be something that I have no idea about. Yeah. But if you're passionate about it, I will sit there and listen to you or watch you for – countless hours yeah. if you if you're passionate and you're delivering it i can't get enough of it so yeah. there's some conspiracy theories where they'll come in and they are just 
hot. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. just going in. And oh, I'm like, yeah. this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, <laughs> but I can't not hear it. Yeah, absolutely. So, when if you were to be elected yeah. with COVID obviously not going away, what would be, like, if you were brought up in a session? Yeah. Say, masking in schools, shutting down schools, where would you float? All right, so... It depends on where we are with COVID. And then I think that we have to take the advice of health officials. If the health officials are are telling us that masking helps, if the, if the health officials tell us that staggering school two days a week for one section, two days a week for another section of kids, then I am one to say, or I'm, I'm one to say, well, I'm, that's where I'm going to sit with it. These are health professionals who have more experience and knowledge about this virus than I do and this is what they're telling us that we need to do in order to keep our children safe and our families safe then that's where I'm going to sit with it I'm never I'm not going to go down and be one of those people saying nah, well, I'm American I'm not wearing a mask and I mean I don't feel that way. Um, you're I, not the type that if you have a legal matter you're going to go to the guy that uh, cut your grass for it yeah you know I'm, I mean if this is what the health officials are saying and if it's my job in the state legislature to make a decision on issues uh, to protect the quality of life for people, and we are getting advice from health professionals, then I'm more likely to vote along the lines of the health professional. But, Corey, you're running as a Republican. Yeah, I mean. Correct? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's absolutely correct. So, um, and I, most, I consider myself conservative uh, yeah. on a lot of issues, but um, I also have common sense. Exactly. Thank you. you. Know, yeah. That's where I was hoping is. you would go to. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I also have children. I also mm-hmm. have a mom who just turned seventy. You know, yeah. I, I have a dad who's knocking on the door. So, uh, man, I want to keep them around as long as I can. And COVID is real. Yeah. You know, and whatever I can do to make sure that I'm protecting the quality of life for my family, and not just my family. I mean, that's for everybody's family. Because I'm not just representing my family. I'm representing everybody. Exactly. And everybody in my district is not going to feel the same. But in my opinion, that would that would be the best decision to make based on the professional information that I receive. And see, working in healthcare, like I'm not a doctor, I'm not, I'm not even close to being an RN, yeah. but I, I work in respiratory, and I've understood the long term respiratory effects of COVID. Hence, why I was so on the fence about getting the vaccine because I was like, mm, you don't know, and then you do a lot of research, you're like. I'm leaning more towards getting it. Yeah. So you see, you see the long-term effects. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother had, has it now yeah. currently. I'm like, look, if I had it back in, when I said, I think I had it, I don't want it again. Yeah. I don't want any long-term effects. Vax me up. Yeah. Man, you you can't, know, you it, can't wait until something affects you personally or hits close to home. And then you want to, you know, do the things that make you right. You, you got to just, you got to, you got to do the things that you feel is best. Yeah. And you got to do it now. And I'm not an, like, I'm not pro-vax. I'm not anti-vax. I'm more along the lines of do whatever you feel is right for yeah, you. That's me. That's me. Like, I don't, I don't feel like anybody should be forced to take a vaccination. I feel like it should be choice. Uh, but the, we live in, uh, we live in a world, in a, in a country where everyone has a right to run their business how they want to uh, and mandate things in their companies how they want to. And you have a choice whether you want to work for those people or not. Um, 
and but a lot of people say it's forced vaccination. I I can see where people see it that way. Yeah, because people got to feed their families, take care of their families, and they feel like, you know, I'm a nurse, and I work at this hospital, and they're forcing us to get vaccinated. I I don't I'm not in that situation, yeah. so I can't speak on, uh, how I really feel about that. Um, because I'm not the person who is being made to get a vaccine. I got the vaccination because I wanted it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, but I think you know a person should be allowed to make their decision. But you, you know, as running as Republican and the right being all for capitalism, yeah, respecting a company and their private choices as yeah. a company, then you have to respect their choice to make you get vaccinated. Exactly. If that's the rules. And I think that's the brick wall that the right side is running into is you want people, you want these companies to be able to do whatever they want to do. So why are you getting mad at them for asking their employee or telling their employees to get the vaccine or find another job? Yeah. And that's like I told, like I said, like if you tell me I've got to take it, probably not. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'd rather be my choice. So, where would you stand if there was like a state mandate for like state owned facilities to get the vaccine or states or places in your district that like county whatever right. so that that would be again with a lot of conversation and that decision wouldn't be made easily that you know that that type of decision when you talk about a district that that decision would be made not solely with me, you know, there'll be a district 13 who's also Walker County. Also, we have a Senator, uh, who represents this district and that would be a, co- a collective, uh, decision to make. And I don't, I don't want to say, uh, what? W- what we would do at that point, but we would, I would lean to do what was best for, uh, the people with the state in mind as well. Now, I mean, you just, we 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 got to find a way to operate, and just not saying that you got to get vaccinated. There may be other ways. We, first, we want to look at other options that we would have before it got to be that drastic right. of a decision to make. First off, not trying to mimic Joe Rogan here. If people would take better <laughs> care of themselves, yeah, <laughs> they would not find themselves in as precarious positions when it came to the virus. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I, 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 I feel like oh, sorry, I feel like ahead. I was kind of healthy. Uh, yeah. I, say, I think um, this thing. I think that's a reason it's been as prevalent as it has is because there's no two cases that are the same. Yeah, no, I mean, no. I mean, I was I was working out, you know, and you can tell. I mean, I've lost 15 pounds since last July. And I, I thought you were just cutting weight. Is uh... no, I lost weight, man, okay. and it's been very difficult to gain it back. And I went yeah. to the doctors. I've been to the doctor several times, and he tells me, you know that that is what they are seeing that as one of the side effects of having COVID is people who lose weight and they're finding it hard to, to gain it back. Hmm. Uh, so there's several things that they're still learning from COVID and what it does to your body. Have you tried the McDonald's diet? <laughs> no, I try, I've seen a Netflix special on McDonald's. Yeah. So I try to <laughs> try to stay away from McDonald's. See a lot of, a lot of people may say, yeah, there's a 99.5% survival rate. What's it going to do? Like you question people that take the vaccine. What's it going to do to you five down five years down the road? Yeah. What's COVID going to do to you five okay. years down yeah. the road? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever we the know good, nothing whatever about the it. good Lord has in store for you, 
it's coming. There's no hiding from it. Exactly. There's no running from it. Whether it be the vaccine, whether it be COVID, whatever it is, it's inevitable. The best thing to do is take care of yourself. Do what you think is right for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I want to lob this one out because it was something I saw. So, and it's for the the strong anti-vax community, right? The people that are on Facebook, your Facebook warriors saying, you know, if you take this vaccine, you're a sheep, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Th- those guys. That's why I put a sheep doing the false on my Instagram story after my vaccine card. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I'm trolling. So my question to those people is this. If if you believe as hardcore as, as you act that this is some type of government conspiracy or some kind of way of controlling you, yeah. why on God's green earth would the government be targeting the people that would do anything they say? Yeah. That, yeah. to me, seems very redundant. People think that, you know, it's all kind of stuff in this vaccine. They're tracking you. They but I got that. news. If, you, if you're if you worried about them tracking you through a vaccine, leave your phone at home. Yeah, well, <laughs> you got a social security number. You got a driver's license number. If I run your tag, it comes back to you. You got a debit like, card. Yeah, everything that you do on a yeah. daily basis tracks you. Uh-huh. Uh, you you got to stop everything. Bank accounts. You got to go straight sh- off the grid. Yeah, nothing but cash. Cash in hand. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Man, you know, there's there's going to be all kinds of things said about the the vaccine. But I tell the people, listen, people say, well, it's not been approved by the FDA. Well, Google how Google the things that you use on a daily basis <laughs> that's not approved by the FDA that you give your children, that you give, you know, that you you take and ingest personally. There's several things that you use from shampoo to melatonin to several things that's has not been approved or regulated by the FDA, but people take it. Even worse, what has been approved by the FDA? Yeah, and that that has that's ten years later they're getting lawsuits because it's killed. Mm-hmm. Them uh, ciggies you're yeah. smoking have been approved by the FDA. Uh, that is that is true. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. See, so it's like yeah, tit for tat. It's a terrible argument. Yeah. It's a. It's I'll, I'll call it like it is. If if your sole reason for not getting the vaccines because it's not FDA approved. Yeah. Come at me, but you're an idiot. I got news for you. My pre-workout probably isn't approved by the FDA. By God, I get some good pumps out of that sucker. Yeah, man. I feel good when I take it. Yeah, I mean, but again, I'm pro-choice, man, as far as the vaccination and stuff go. So on a state level, you would be, you would kind of be torn as pro-choice on vaccinations, like, like companies do on what they want to do. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to backtrack on that because yeah. I can tell by your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> we are not putting on pro-choice yeah. in there. We're talking about vaccinations. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, how would you get? I know this isn't a question I sent you, so I kind of want like a pure response. How would you get people on the left to kind of pull for you, other than being a local boy? Uh, man, I go and 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 I I let I let the things that I've done speak for me and who I am as a person. Uh, don't don't let a party line define who you are. Thank you. I tell people that all the time. Even in, even in, even when I talk to the youth in the area, when I get an opportunity to speak to them, hey, don't let your moms or your dad or your grandparents' Republican beliefs or Democratic beliefs define who you are. Get find, to get, find your voice. Get, get to know what it is that you that you believe, and and the things that you are passionate about, and you find you a candidate that believes the same as you, who feels the same as you do about issues. And then that's what you go with. Don't, don't allow somebody, uh, beliefs or 
be don't be a Democrat or Republican just because your parents are, or mm-hmm. because their parents were, or because their parents were. You know, when I first announced that I was running as Republican, I got a I got a call from a newspaper in Montgomery who was like, "Hey, you're black and you're running as a Republican." This is literally what this uh, journalist said to me, and it's like, "Why are you why are you running as a Republican?" I'm saying, "Well, why can't I?" Yeah. I mean, what what rule is that against that I can't be a Republican? I got to be a Democrat because, well, I feel like in a black culture, we we're only a lot of people are only Democrats because their parents were Democrats and their grandparents were Democrats and they've been taught to be a Democrat. That doesn't mean I have to be. Right. That doesn't mean I have to believe the same way as Democrats. It just it, you know what that means. I found my own voice and my own beliefs, and this is what I believe. It doesn't mean that everybody that's a Democrat is wrong. It just means that we don't see things quite the same. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we can't work together uh, for the betterment of everybody. I honestly think people tend to go with the hip air quotes yeah. thing of their, where they grew up. Like if you grew up in Walker County, you think the hip thing is to be conservative. Yeah. If you grew up in Birmingham, chances are the hip thing is to be liberal. Yeah. So you got to find that middle ground of, what's best for me, what's going to be benefit my community and what's going to bring us all together. Yeah. And that newspaper calling you up, you should have been like, will you Google call and war for me? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was prepared for that, you yeah. know, because I knew that was coming. I knew that once I announced that I was going to run and I knew that because of people, when I talk to people and, and they hear me speaking on, uh, the things that I believe, uh, just because they're a little different than what some other people believe doesn't make me a bad person or doesn't make me a bad person because I'm, I'm black and I chose to be a Republican. That's nothing wrong with that. One of the greatest black leaders we had in this country was a Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a uh, Colin Powell, you know, uh, Condoleezza Rice. I mean, that's, these are powerful people who yep. had a, a, a impact on our country in a positive way. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's not something I get caught up in, you know. This is this is what I believe. These are my beliefs, and and what stand on those. And what sucks on your end, in my like point of view, you know, with the California recall govern gubernatorial election, Larry Elder is a black conservative. It's almost like if, and th- and this is what pisses me off about the political climate. If you're black, apparently you're not allowed to be a Republican at all, man, at all. And so now they're trying to put out all these accusations and. False yeah, articles out about him. Yeah, if, you, if you're black and you're a Republican, and a lot, of, even your family, a lot of people are gonna say you, uh, he just thinks he's white, or he he wants to be like them, or something like that. Are you, you know like who? This is a party. So what does that say about what Democrats? Yeah, <laughs> they, this is, this is what I tell people. I say, are you trying to tell me? Because <laughs> a lot of times, what I've learned is a lot of people in the black community, a, a lot of the, the, the thought is that all Republicans are racist. You mean to tell me they know white racist Democrats? Now we know. Now, let, let, let's be honest. We we know that racism exists, without a doubt, on both sides. Mm-hmm. So so if you feel like there's uh, Republicans or racist, you don't think there's some white racist Democrats or some black racist Democrats or what? You know what I'm saying? Like it's come on, it's yeah, you, it's, it's obvious. But I mean, you know, it's just people's got to stop looking th- through the you're racist lens because. You're on the right side. You know what I think a lot of black people want, man, is for white people to try to be understanding of their emotional 
feelings that they have when it comes to issues concerning black people and understand why things make them feel or make us feel when I say them make <laughs> us feel because I'm included in that there yeah. there are things man that happen as a black man it, 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 it bothers me emotionally and I think we only want uh, like our wife brothers and sisters to try and understand why we feel the way we feel why something that you may think is not a big deal is a big deal to us yeah you know I mean, and, and that's that's all that you can do. That's that's where it starts. If you just try to be understanding of how something, how an image can make a person feel some type of way. Uh, well, were, were your grandparents, uh, you know, were they treated as such? You know, yeah. It's, even though it was a long time ago, man, like that's it, that's rooted in us. It's it's not something you can forget. Some of it well, wasn't t- that long ago. Yeah, I was about though, to say yeah. the '60s and '70s. Yeah. It wasn't a long time ago. Yeah, I think, man, my mom grew up in a time where if she walked down the road and somebody white was walking, she had to put her head down. She couldn't look up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it directly affects me because I, 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 well, why would your parents tell you these stories? Because I need to know it's important. Yeah, it's, it's very important. It's, it's important, man. My mom, my parents grew up in a time where there was black on black blacks water fountains white only. Yeah, that time is still relevant in my life, and I'm thirty years, thirty six years old because it, if my parents were directly affected by that, yeah, if we don't learn from history, you're repeating, doomed to repeat it. You're repeating, and it's not that I don't think it's anything else than you having someone who doesn't look like you, just trying to understand uh, how and why you feel the way you do, and when you get that, that 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 starts the ball rolling. Now you have a better conversation. I think that that's what benefited us, like, especially growing up in Dora, like a lot of our black friends yeah. we still talk to, one of them we do another podcast with. Mm-hmm. We're able to see and listen to their point of view and really understand it. Yeah. Instead of jumping on Facebook and, well, I don't know why all these riots are blah, blah, and you hear our friend talking about these riots and he, he probably doesn't agree with them, but at the same time, he understands. Yeah. And at the same time, you, you know, if it was roles reversed, guess what? We'd probably understand and we'd be trying to explain to you. You tell me what's the difference in uh, riding. And let's just let's just be honest. Let's put it out there. This is me. I'm Corey Franks and I speak. And I try to be as transparent as I can. Uh, Black Lives Matter it's a, it was, a, was a movement. And, and I know um, it's not something that I didn't support their ideals of black lives matter it's not something that that i supported uh but if you talk about the phrase i can agree with the phrase Mm -hmm. but that's not to say that white lives don't matter or nobody else lives matter it wasn't it wasn't for that for me it was never nothing about that but it's like they picked a great moniker and then and then went way south yeah Yeah, that was horrible (laughs) that was horrible and uh so i never that's not black lives matter is not something that i supported as what it became uh Look at all the Black Lives Matter riots, and then you look at January 6th, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you tell me which is worse. And not not from a uh, – I'm just talking about – Yeah. So man, that is – I'll, I'll throw it out I'm, there. I feel or, like maybe or, this is kind of where you're building on it. We'll say Minneapolis because I think that was one of the most prevalent yeah. Black Lives Matter yeah. protests. That is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. A police department did get burned down, and that is a crime. As opposed to January 6th on the greatest country in the world's That's my point. Uh, government 
doorstep, literally, like the the center point of what makes us the greatest yeah. country in the world. Yeah. For me, it's not about groups. It's not about who incited it. It's not about it's it, this the is, image of it. It doesn't. This is this. This is America. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, this is this is unacceptable, man. That's they how could I gonna overthrow the government by raiding the yeah. capital. Look, I'll, yeah, we're being honest. It could have been 100% white people from the South, or it could have been a straight Black Lives Matter movement yeah. going into the White House, or not the White House, sorry. Going in, cap, yeah, going into the Capitol. The images, it doesn't matter. The image of what happened is the biggest flaw with it. It, yeah. it paints the entire country now yeah. in disarray. Yeah, I see yeah. something in my lifetime that I, I didn't think I'd ever see. It was one of those moments. It was, it was one of those, in my opinion, without the loss of life, because there was life lost. But outside of nine eleven, that was an image that I never thought I'd yeah. see mm-hmm. on on a, like a Capitol building. Yeah, like and inside the Capitol. And, and the people that say, you know, oh well, this is how our country started. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you're fighting two totally different fights there. So Corey, uh, kind of fill us in when when the election date is. So uh, the uh, I looked at this the other day. The primary election is June, and then the general election will be in November. Okay. And is there a possible incumbent that you'll be facing? So possibly. Uh, right now, I'm the only one in the race. Uh, but Tim Wadsworth is the incumbent. Uh, he has yet to announce if he's going to run again or not. So uh, right now, I'm smooth sailing just by myself. <laughs> but if he were to run. Yeah. What's what's a statement you would say to convince people to vote for you? So that's what I was going to ask. You know, I'm Joe Schmo, undecided. Right now, you're running a one man race, but yeah. say I go to the ballots in November and I see two names. Why should I pick yours? Well, first off, is for me my my plans for my district. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be transparent with the people and, and for them to understand that I'm going to Montgomery for them to understand what it is in this district, in your community, that needs fixing, that needs to be addressed. Uh, outside of that, uh, there's new ideas, there's new ways of thinking, new ways of, new ways of doing things that I feel being a younger man uh, coming into politics and the experience that I have in law enforcement the experience that I have in the municipal government and the things that I've been able to do thus far and those two things that I've done in my career uh, suits me really well to be able to go to Montgomery and stand up for myself and stand on the foundations that I believe in and doing the things that's best for this county in, in Winston County as well as Jefferson County in my district. Uh, I think it's time that we change the atmosphere. It's time that we change the way that we look at things. Times are evolving. Every every community and every state around us is evolving. And everybody's growing. Everybody's flourishing. It's time for us to step up and take our place. And it's going to come with some tough choices. But I'm willing to, to, to make those tough choices. And I'm willing to do the very best that I can for everyone in my district. Everybody in your district is considered the little man. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, I represent a very rural area of Walker and Winston County. And we are lacking in high-speed internet. You know, there's uh, <laughs> bad roads. Drake can attest to that there's, one. There's several things that rural Alabama needs. Uh, and there's support 
for small businesses, farming. There's there's things that that happens in the legislature that has to happen and needs to happen for the support of these people in yeah. these communities, the small businesses. Now, what ways can we help small business owners grow their revenue in rural Walker County, in rural Winston County? Yeah. What's in place now that needs to be amended and changed so that they can better grow their business? Let me tell you. Passage jar would not exist if I was still living on my little farm up yeah. in Thatch. So, I mean, there's <laughs> just the issues that are at hand, the issues that I'm not afraid to face, the issues that most politicians don't want to speak on because they're afraid they may not get reelected are not going to be the issues that detour me from making those decisions. I'm not going to be afraid of not getting reelected if I'm elected. Yeah. God, you sold me. I yeah. want to go down there and do the things that I feel is best for my district as well as working with other legislators and senators in, in the House of Representatives to do what's best for our state as a whole. But I, can, I won't ever lose focus on my district. And the people in my district say, you know, we need this and we need that, and we, it can only change in the legislature. Then guess what? I'll work on a bill to make that happen. If it passes or not, I can't control that. But I can, I can work on it. You can put I, us in the fight. I put us in the fight. Yeah. And I'm willing to do that. And I'm willing to be a representative for the entire district, not just a, not just Oakland, you know, not just Walker County. Uh, I'll, I'll be representing the entire district. And that's what you're going to get from me. You're going to get a transparent candidate who is going to be himself. I'm not going to be, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to uphold this image for, for anybody. You know, I'm a respectable man, and, but I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be myself and I'm not going to, it's not going to be something fake that you're going to get from me. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's what I'll give to the people. And that's, that's how I would kind of come at the people and tell them who I am and what I stand for. I think too, a testament of what you're capable of doing. If given the platform is people going to Oakman. Yeah. Because like I said, if I didn't live in centrally located Jasper, I'd probably live in Oakman. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice place. Yeah, Oakman's it's a beautiful place. Nothing happens in Oakman. I mean, it's, <laughs> hey, it's, 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 it's and that's beautiful, what I like. man. And it's you know, people don't understand. I try to tell people in Oakman because we get some complaints sometimes uh, about some issues. But I tell them when I put the numbers out there for them and say this is how many police, this is how many calls the police department has gotten this month, this is how many calls the fire department has got this month. You know, when it's the numbers like four <laughs> and five, yeah. And then I say, well, you know how many Jasper's got this many? This uh, week. Yeah. <laughs> or today. Yeah. And Carbon Hill has this many or Sipsy has this many because the county covers that now. Mm-hmm. And Cordova's got, I mean, you got to understand a parish has this many. I mean, you are blessed Yeah. to live in a community that you don't have to deal with a lot of the things that a lot of other people have to deal with. We have problems just like everybody else. But you, you, for the most part, this is a very safe community. In today's climate, you're going to have drugs. Oh, yeah. You're going to have that right. wayward citizen. Yeah, and in small towns, most people know who the wayward citizen is. If you can is. survive small town politics, you can survive Montgomery. Yeah. I believe that. I like it. God. Now, like I said, you I need love, to insert a standing ovation here. <laughs> I love I love what you're doing in Oakman. Yeah, I appreciate I love it. what you're doing in law enforcement. I appreciate it, man. Trying to keep where we live safe. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Don't get that too often. I do appreciate it, though. I mean, I've seen posts about you. I'd be happy to see you pulling me over. 
<laughs> I think a lot of people are happy when I pull them over and they say they see it's me because a lot of folks know me and they and I pull them over, man. It's like a, a just relief comes over them. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> why oh, you, so, you still violated the law now? So, why are you so relieved that is me? You know, but you know they know that I'm gonna be fair. Yeah. And I treat people how how I want to be treated. And Corey would probably be kind of relieved until Shane called him Rory. I was like, mm. Shane. <laughs> You need to ride home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, but, you know, being in such the political climate towards police and yeah. elected officials as we are, like, you're kind of playing both sides. Like, yeah. What unpopular. People, yeah. That's just like, what, what do the people want? Do you mm-hmm. want somebody fake? Do you want somebody that's going to play and tell you what you want to hear? Yeah. Or you want somebody that's going to be honest with you and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. So you know, it may not always be pretty. But these are things I believe in, and these are the things that I want to do, and I'm going to fight for you in this district. You know, I may not always win, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try. You know, or do you want a, a politician who is going to put out an image to just to get your vote? Yeah, and that's not who they are. You see, as a coach, you want your best players out there. Yeah, you absolutely. want the guys going to give you their A game, whether they strike out or not. At least they're going to bat for you. They're going to give you their all. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people fail to realize. You shouldn't be looking for the guy that's going get, to get you a home run every time. Yeah. Get that guy that's in a full you, count that's yeah. going to pull you where they need you. Yeah, get your RBI. Yeah. And he's going to get on base. And I think you're our Derek Jeter. Hey. I'm not a Yankees fan. I'm a Red Sox fan. I like yeah, that. I don't even think you can claim that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Jeter was your go-to there. That's <laughs> First person that comes to mind, clutch hitter. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. that's who you want going to bat for you. And yeah, that's man. who – we need going to bat for us. Yeah. And and it's like I said, I mean, it's, it's just getting the younger folks out to vote and, and, and getting them to understand, you know, a lot of times they say, well, you know, I wish, I wish we had this in Warren County. I wish we could do this. I wish we could do this in Winston County. Well, you gotta, you gotta have people in positions. Mm-hmm. Whether and, it's commercial or yeah. legal, you know, James Phillips, shout out to James. I know I'm sure he's listening. Uh, you know, he post published an article Mount Eagle a while back said there is something to do in Jasper. Quote me if I'm wrong, but he was talking about how we have all these things to do in Jasper now yeah. where people are complaining on the commercial side. Yeah. You got stuff to do here now. That's the kind of, whether it's business owners or politicians, you need somebody going to bat for you to make where you live a better place. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want your business going elsewhere. Yeah. I see Jasper's not in my district, but if ja- Jasper has a legislator, it, that that's well, that district is covered by a legislator. So if if in Montgomery with a legislator in that district, which is thirteen, I will definitely work just as hard with that legislator to improve Jasper because it improves the quality of life of the of my district as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that's what people got to understand. You got to work. You got to work together. Would you rather people of Oatman drive to forty five fifty minutes to Tuscaloosa? Yeah. Or drive 15, 20 minutes to, to Jasper. Jasper. Yeah, keep our tax dollars here. Exactly. You know, and there's other issues that's going to come up eventually about tax dollars and how I feel like we need to start looking at ways to keep a lot of our tax dollars in these small towns and municipalities within the municipalities. But because of certain things and the way things are set up, they have to drive to Jasper. They have to drive to uh, 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 Summerton or other places to get the things that they want or whatever the case may be. But, you know, those are issues that I look forward to learning about and addressing uh, if elected. You know, in, 
I've got strong ties to Dora. Yeah. I worked at Horse Creek Golf Course the day I turned 60. Yeah. Went to work there. This one, they still had the two trailers up there on top mm-hmm. of the hill. They worked towards the clubhouse. Any smart, business-minded, or just economically coherent person mm-hmm. would know you get a clubhouse, you're going to bring in more out-of-towners to give commerce to your city. Mm-hmm. And they voted against building the clubhouse for so many years. I get a new mayor. Guess what? All of a sudden, those funds magically appear. Oh, yeah. Because the, and the clubhouse gets built. Yeah. And guess what? Dora, some of the roads still suck, but it's rural Walker County, yeah. like you said. But Dora is better because there's a clubhouse. So that means, I know it's in technically Jefferson County, but Green Top gets yeah. business. Jack's right there by the golf course gets business. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't understand when it comes to municipalities is sometimes your tax dollars may not look, not look like they're going anywhere, yeah. but when you get somebody that's proactive, yeah. that's and, what's important and does things for your city, yeah. it may cost you an extra dollar when you get gas or when you go shopping at the local dollar general. And people don't mind paying that if they can see it going to work. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is convincing yeah. them to do that. Just like yeah. the penny, Gas which, tax. I, which, which I definitely think it, I definitely think that it's needed, uh, and that's again me being transparent. Yeah, people are like man, how can you be? I'm just being honest. I know the numbers. I know what it looks like, and I know what's needed. Uh, I had a meeting with the uh, with the chairman of the uh, Walker County uh, Commission. We had we just had this conversation about you know, the one cent sales tax, and if it's able to get back on the ballot. And we had that conversation about being transparent and every cent going to one specific thing and not, well, this person's, this, this, this entity is going to get this amount. This ent- No, no, that's not going to work. Yeah. That's, that's too much and it becomes too cloudy. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to taxes, like for, on municipal levels, I'm all for it because that's how you improve where you live. That's why you, absolutely. When it comes to state, federal levels, that's where I get really iffy. Yeah. You know, that's different topic for another day. But you got to realize there's no private investors in municipalities. Just, you know, you see businesses grow from private investors. Yeah. They're not putting money into cities, small, especially small town Walker County. So that's why I think you're good to kind of help people understand, look, I'm going to make sure your money goes where it really needs to go. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I think... You've, you're on the right track. Yeah, yeah. We got a little, we got a little while to go, but um, man, I'll make. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the opportunity. Just the process, man. Yeah. Just to run, just to just the process of running for a state office in the Alabama legislature in itself is it's just a blessing, you know. And I'm excited about it. So. To to be honest, working with a couple of local cities with festivals as far as getting the band I was working with at the time booked, you're the first mayor I walked out of their office. I was like, he's not a douchebag. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, man. I told you I treat people, man. I try to treat people how I want to yeah. be treated. That's, I, I really believe in that. I think that's what's going to benefit you in the long run, whether you run opposed or unopposed. Yeah. You know, either way, you know, we endorse you. And I we, do appreciate We that. wish the best for you, man. I do appreciate it. I mean, we appreciate you coming on here. A little 
podunk podcast. Oh man, this has been fun. Yeah, this has Dang. been fun. Yeah, couldn't come up with that name when we were naming freaking podcasts. The podunk Perfect. podcast. <laughs> it was. It's pretty good. <laughs> but we'll definitely get you. Uh, we'll get you back on. Hopefully after the election, when you're elected. All right, man. And, that sounds good. Hopefully I can come on before then. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I I definitely want to get him in at some point on part of my southern. Yeah, yeah. That's our other podcast where there's no filters, where you can talk about whatever you want to. Yeah, I got a filter. <laughs> <laughs> right. I but I got a filter. Corey, uh, man, we appreciate you coming on. We okay. appreciate your time. Thanks, man. Coming out of the way after work. Yeah, I bet you're ready to go home and go to bed. No, I clock in at 10. Whew. Well, you, got, yeah, you got some sleep. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. I got children. <laughs> but, yeah, man, uh, thank you so much for your time. Hey, man, I appreciate yeah. y'all having me, giving me this opportunity. Yeah. If there was a, if there was anything to the people in your district, a positive message to give them, what would it be? Hey, if you want change, change is coming. You know, just vote for me. Let's go to Montgomery and make a difference. That's what I like to hear. Pass the jar. In myself. <laughs> <laughs> Pass the jar fully endorses Corey Franks. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. And folks, if that jar is not empty, pass that thing around. Love your neighbor. Talk to someone different than you. When the time comes, get out and vote. We'll see you next time on Pass the Jar.